We're so glad to be with you uh, wherever you're listening. Maybe you're driving down the road. Uh, keep two hands on the wheel. Or if you're at home or wherever you are at work. Um, hey, we're Jeff and Rochelle Ferguson. Excited to be talking you to you today about revival. Uh, one yes. of my favorite things to talk about. We're talking today specifically about the cost of revival because as we're going to talk about I thought it would be cool just to talk about revival. A <laughs> cost. We well, want to talk about the cost of it. And when we think of revival, we think um cool, it's kind of like this. I mean, it's which is cool. You know, it's it's amazing, but we often don't associate revival with any kind of cost. Uh cuz it might seem negative and it's not. Um but there's a cost to revival. And, and I think, cause I think if, it's good to talk about, you know, I don't know. Um, the Lord's been speaking to me a lot about mm-hmm. revival. I've just been um, really kind of just pondering and <laughs> um, praying about revival. I feel that we are seeing revival mm-hmm. um, in our church, in our community. Um, I feel that we're even on the precipice of some really, really, really exciting things. And I think it's important, even though I was kind of joking with you a little bit, but I think it's important to talk about the cost because um, these are the things that we we tend to overlook. We yeah. think, oh, cool, revival is this like ethereal thing that nobody can really define, hmm. and it's all like whatever I want it to be. <laughs> yeah. And I don't mm-hmm. think that's really what revival is. Mm-hmm. So I think we need to talk about a little bit about what revival is and then talking about something that really both of us have kind of been yeah. pondering on our own and then together the cost. Yeah. And first, like you said, what's the definition of revival? Because when you say revival, people think of a, of a bunch of things. Revival is oh, the, yeah, re- the, the restoring to consciousness. What I think is of someone who's been unconscious and they... Their consciousness is restored. Maybe they they're dead and they're alive. They like they lulled to sleep. Physical. Yeah. Ne- there's physical neglect, and then you know the doctor comes in, and you know, and they, they they become restored. And so that's what revival to be awakened, to be restored to consciousness. That's what revival is. When the church, the body of Christ, when an individual is restored to their spiritual consciousness. That's why we can we can often use the word awakening is awakened yeah. to what God wants to do. And this is incredible because through revival I really think that we get a finally we get a right perspective. Yes. And if anything our world needs right now, it's a right perspective. Yeah. If anything the church needs right now, oh my. it's a right perspective. Yes. It's if anything that I need right now, it's a right mm-hmm. perspective. You just throw on your your social media scroll or um, turn on the news or talk to a friend. I yeah. mean, if, unless you are living off the grid, with, which if you are, you're not watching this. Um, <laughs> yes. But if you're on the grid, which you are, yep. we are on the grid, um, we, we can see that there, we, need, we need to be awakened to some things. Mm-hmm. We have been just going through motions, just even as a culture. Yeah. I believe this isn't an indictment against people or mm-hmm. against, you know, the church as a whole. This is actually a God ordained moment. Yeah. I really believe that God is uh is doing this. I don't know if you're watching The Chosen right now. Oh, I love if you aren't, I'm wearing the shirt. Get used I love to the different. Show. You know, t- yes. we, we 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 love watching it. But there's a scene and this is not giving anything away. You can. You should at this point be totally caught up. Anyways, <laughs> it is in the Bible. Yeah. This, <laughs> well, not all. I mean, well, like, of course. 
Hey, we should do a podcast on that. Okay. But anyway. Next time we're talking about the chosen. Okay, now um, maybe we will. I'd love to talk about the yeah. chosen. Man, we could have like that'd be fun. Woo. Okay, we'll do our own chosen merch. No. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Uh, I have no idea. No. Um, where Jesus says to, I think it's Matthew. They're talking about the Sermon on the Mount and things like this. And this part's not in scripture, right. but Matthew's kind of like, you know, well, you're kind of being hard, Jesus. Some of your <laughs> words are hard. And I, there's one part where he says, oh, you haven't even heard anything yet, which I think is yes. funny wow. because yeah. we know what's coming. If you read the Bible, you know yeah. that Jesus says some pretty hard yes. things. But he also says to him, why do you think I came, Matthew? Like, oh, I love this part. I know, because he goes, because everything's been going so well for the past thousand years, and yeah. you just wanted to keep it the status quo? No. Mm-hmm. I came because this world needs to be awakened. <laughs> yeah. And I think that we're in that moment here, we, right now, in 2021. We are in that moment. I believe uh, a couple weeks ago, I preached a message talked up talking about how we're primed for revival people are awakening to the need for the holy spirit mm-hmm. i had to awakening to the need uh for the miraculous i had somebody just come to me yesterday saying i was healed yeah no there are physical healings happening happening people are coming up to me <laughs> so at church excited. i've been healed i've been baptized in the holy spirit and, and then they're going, going to the on. doctors and getting confirmed it's, it's incredible. Not just like, oh, I, I think my pinky was hurt. No, like we're talking like legitimate confirmed, confirmed healings. I mean, not like legitimate, like things are, you know what I mean. And so as we talk about the cost of revival, we think healings, well, what could be, what's what, the cost in that? Why is there a cost in that? There is. There is a cost because we're going to talk about a few, uh, a, a few of the cost. The first one we're going to talk about, the cost of revival, is that uh, revival disrupts the status quo. It disrupts the status quo. You know what this is like when you go to your favorite restaurant and they they change the menu or they change something that you like about it. I My first thought is, why would they ruin a good thing? Why would they and you know what's mess so funny? up a good thing? My first thought is, all right, cool, something new. <laughs> that is true. That is a true story. Because um, I'm like, but, I, you know, this point I agree with. <laughs> And I think maybe you should just talk all about it because like, I love disrupting the status quo. That is, like, that's you know, why the Lord brought us together. I mean, literally, we're in the process of moving houses, not moving cities or churches or anything like that. We're just changing houses. Yes. And um, like, I'm stoked about it. I, I mean, yeah. literally, I'm like, wow, the house we've currently lived in is the longest house I've ever lived in. And I'm like... Time for some change up. Change it up, and I get, I get, I get a little unsettled when we start moving the couches and reorienting the couches. But hey, get used to different. Get used to different. But (laughs) revival disrupts the status quo. Here's what I mean: any system, it could be a family system, a church system, or whatever. What it does is it seeks to maintain balance. The scientific term homeostasis, balance. What it means is you're so smart. Thank you. (laughs) Meaning just, just, just everything's good okay so so don't don't if it's not don't, broke, don't ripple fix it too it. much like don't give ripples uh, in the water yeah but but revival what it does is it comes in and it totally disrupts that balance to give us yeah i don't like this phrase of how it's been used but a new normal god wants to awaken us to to his reality his normal uh and and that's I how i seriously it, feel like you should be canceled for I, even saying a new normal probably <laughs> But it, but it disrupts that, and um, it our, like flips it. All our lives aren't yeah. the same. 
our, our, our churches are not the same because the status quo, the balance is disrupted. When Jesus came to the earth, he did this. And he, it made some real people mad. He's, yeah, he started healing people. And that's yes. incredible. The problem, the problem was to some, he did it on the Sabbath. I would say, well, if you heal some, who cares whether it's on the Sabbath? But the religious leaders are like, you're not following the rules. Revival doesn't okay, follow the rules that we Okay, but can I just say, it wasn't made. even about the rules to those exactly. people. Exactly. No, you're right. To the Pharisees, it wasn't about the rules. Exactly. It was about a loss of power. Yes. And the Pharisees were losing their power in that just... It got them. And that's the thing about revival. It's going to disrupt the status quo. The way things are, the way churches have operated, yep. maybe the way families have operated. Because Jesus is saying, I, I hold the power. That's right. We don't hold the power. Like, yeah. where do we get this idea? Yeah. No. Jesus is the... He's the head of the Ferguson home. Yeah. So <laughs> He's the head of, of, he, of the church that we pastor. He's the head of what we do. So... When we begin to feel this power struggle and like worried about that, I think we need to stop tugging and pulling and realizing we got to let it go. Can I say something maybe that might push a little bit is if you're worried about losing power and you continue to worry about that, you, you probably won't experience revival. No, you can't. And because yeah. the Holy Spirit's, he's not, he's not going to struggle. He's not going to wrestle. He's just going to say, I'm going to take, you know, uh, I'm going to come in and I'm going to, you know, God says, Isaiah 48, I think, uh, I will share my glory with no one. <laughs> so he comes and You're takes You're just going to miss out. Yeah. So, But when revival hits, I, I'm just saying in a home, it's going to disrupt the status quo. It's it going to disrupt the way the family has operated. Mm -hmm. It's going to do the same with the church. Yeah. When, and and I, I just find that exciting. <laughs> you do I do too, but yeah, it is exciting. It is exciting. <laughs> Maybe it's a little more personality. Just, it's like, wow. No, but it is. It, it, it I is get exciting. bored with status quo. I get bored with that. I yeah. like change. I like now. Somebody say, "Well, of course you like change because you know you're maybe picking it." I don't know. Okay, stop talking about my control issues. We'll talk about that next episode after the chosen. <laughs> okay, so uh, revival will disrupt the status quo. It will. That is. It will mess. What you created up. But I want to... <laughs> it will. Um, but it'll be better. Yes, exactly. It'll be better. Yeah. Like, let's not get negative. No, exactly. I'm I'm sorry. Negative nilly on me. Maybe I should say it will disrupt what I have created up. <laughs> That's good. I'm just it. Okay. Number two, um, revival. Oh, my goodness. It's going to require the laying down of self. Mm, yes. I've been really studying this topic this thought i've been mulling it i've been processing it i've been reading about it um and just really thinking about self-preservation that is where oh so many of us find ourselves mm -hmm. i have found myself there most leaders at times will find themselves there um it's not a place you want to stay it's not yeah. a place where you want to stay you want to recognize it in yourself and let it go Revival will, will cost you self-preservation. Yes. It will it will cost you trying to preserve your reputation. It will cost you trying to preserve, we were just talking about power, your your yep. position. It will it will cost you this this self-preservation attitude. And what do I mean by that? This desire to maintain and protect yourself mm -hmm. from loss. Yeah. from any kind of loss. And um, it's going to be risky. 
I guess is what I'm really saying, that revival requires risk and it mm-hmm. requires you to risk something that within yourself. What did this reminds me of what Peter said to Jesus when Jesus said, I'm going to the cross, I'm going to be crucified. Oh, Peter yeah. said, no, 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 don't, don't do that. You're not going to... Like, don't even talk like that. It's it, kind of his response. And Jesus said, <laughs> get behind me, Satan. And what he's saying is, he said, the work I'm doing, it's it requires the literally, the, it requires the laying down mm-hmm. of Christ. So, um, and that's true for us. We have to lay down ourselves, Romans 12, to be transformed, living sacrifices. Yes. And I think yeah. if we try to hold on, we're going to lose it. Yes. But if we let go, I, I just feel there's just going to be an abundance. Yes. We're going to gain. I mean, I, I I don't even know all the things we're going to gain. I can't even I can't even predict all of those. But I do know that God is a good exchanger. Yes. When when we say, you know, I'm laying down my own preferences. I'm laying down my own desires. I'm laying down my need to to maybe defend mm-hmm. myself or or defend my reputation or to keep my position or mm. to keep my influence or whatever it is. I I don't know what what you're you're you know you might deal with with self-preservation when you lay that down. God exchange it. But I there is a cost in that. You yes. cannot hold on to it. And you know the ironic thing or whatever to that is, I believe God's raising up people into leadership positions who say, "You know what? I just want to serve." I just want to build God's kingdom. I don't care. And the crazy thing about that is God's going to elevate those people. Absolutely. I, he rewards them. Yeah. He re, he's a rewarder. Yes. Of humility and, I mean, of mercy and grace and, yep. like, just honor. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just think there's something so powerful about that. And I, I feel like I could go on for that. But we, we can't stay here. Um, so, it's going to cost us something else. And I think this is mm. uh, this last one I really want to hit for a second. Yeah. And I think it's it's a little hard. Do you want to share it? or? So the third cost we're going to share is um, it's, it's division. Jesus said this, <laughs> don't come that I, I don't think that I've come to bring peace. I did not come to bring peace, but I've come to bring division. And we may read that and we say, that doesn't square with the prince of peace idea of Jesus. What he's meaning there is I've come when revival hits, when God does a work, what's going to happen is you're going to see the division between light and darkness. And so there's going to be a clear distinction. Paul says it in 2 yes. Corinthians 6. What fellowship is there between light and darkness? And his answer that he doesn't say, but it's implied Nothing. There's none. There's 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 no agreement between yeah. that. And so in revival, you're going to see it so clearly. And I think here is we, we need to be discerning in the body of Christ to not try to uh, gain agreement with uh, the darkness of this world. It's, it's going to be uncomfortable for some who like to say, well, let's just be about peace and togetherness. Okay. Artificial harmony is not unity. Unity can only be done under the person of Jesus Christ. Yeah. And so I, th- I think that's huge. And um, in this world, l- let me just say, the division has already happened. Yes. <laughs> and some might but say, But I think well, it's a little hidden right now. It is. I think that's the point about revival. Mm-hmm. We have to understand that the division is already there. But it's not so prevalent until revival hits. Yeah, I, I'm serious, and the reason the reason is because there's this 
move to sort of camouflage yeah. your allegiance to Christ. Mm-hmm. I want to kind of camouflage this because I want to gain influence with the world. It's That is a misguided thinking. That's misguided. You will not gain influence by trying to acquiesce yes. to the standards of Scripture. You will only gain influence by standing on the very words of Scripture, mm-hmm. by saying this is who God is. This is what his word says, and this is what he requires of you. You know, I was at Kids Camp this last week, mm. and the evangelist was great. He said, um, so good. He said, you know, the generations before us, we grew up in a John three sixteen generation. You know, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever would believe in him would not perish, but have an eternal life. So, uh, John three sixteen is still applicable mm-hmm. to today. But he said, we now live in a John fourteen six generation. Hmm. And we need to proclaim the John 14, 6 that says when Jesus is declaring to those around him, there's only one way to the Father. And he says, I'm the way, Mm -hmm. the truth, and the life. And no one comes to the Father except through me. There is no other way to heaven. There is no other way to a relationship with God. There's no other way to holiness. There's no other way to righteousness. There's no other way to, to justification than through Jesus Christ. No other way. And that right there is a dividing statement. Yeah, exactly. That is where the division is. And we for too long have said, let's just kind of camouflage that. And then we'll eventually tell him. Which is a bait and switch. Right. That's manipulation. But but we'll eventually tell them, but let's just get them in. Well. You know, do some things. hmm. Let's, Let's water it down on Sunday mornings. But when they go to a small group, we'll really tell them. Wow. Sorry, I'm getting preachy now. No, no I'm telling you, that is not the way. I remember I was uh, on a missions trip once, and I was trying to lead this young woman to the Lord in Italy. Hmm. And I was young. I mean, I was 19 years old. I was zealous for the Lord. I had just given my heart to him. I mean, he had every bit of me. I was just like, I was so hungry. I just meet this girl in Italy, and I, I go, I, I, one of the leaders was with me, and I just was sharing her the whole gospel. And and she said, you know, I'll think about it or something like that. And I said, well, you know, good, you know, great. Yeah. We'll meet tomorrow. <laughs> you know, kind of like, you yeah. got 24 hours, you know. And just, <laughs> I, was kind of in, I was kind of intense. Um, Not you. I, I know it shocks you all. <laughs> so tame now. Um, but anyways, um, and I remember afterwards, the leader took me out to coffee in Italy. And she was like, you know. You don't have to share the whole gospel with her. You could just say God loves you. And then like somebody else in a, you know, down the line can give her the whole gospel. And mm. I'm not saying that that might not have been like good advice. Maybe I needed to, you know, tone it down a little bit or, or things like that. That that can really be true. But what I'm what I'm saying is the time is short. Yep. We don't have an opportunity. We may be the only people that tell people. Yes. We got to tell the full story. You're, you're There's exactly one right. way to heaven. There's yeah. one way to God. And his name is Jesus. And this is going to be a dividing line. Revival's going to cause. Whoa. No. You, I'm not. Do you, it. No, you do it. Well, we can't get confused between the cause and the responsibility. There are whole movements right now, groups of people right now who are saying, you know what? We can't speak to that specific issue. And you fill in the blank. You know what they are, whatever issue it is. Because that's going to cause 
division. What we have to understand is the body of Christ, be discerning because we need to understand the difference between the cause and the responsibility. Um, when we go back to Ephi, uh, in, in Acts chapter 19, when there was revival that broke out and people threw their in witchcraft Ephesus, book yes, in yes. Ephesus, in, in the witchcraft books in, in the fire, revival broke out. Then there was, after that, there was a riot. What caused the riot? Well, the, the revival did. I mean, the healings, it, it was incredible. The who, awakening. The, 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 the awakening. The awakening so, that there's a, there's a way to live. Yeah. yeah. So, but who was responsible for for that dysfunction. Well, the work of the enemy, the witchcraft that had really unified the city of Ephesus for years and years and years. Let me tell you that revival may 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 cause some things, but, but it's not responsible. The for responsibility it. is um maybe with hard hearts. The responsibility <laughs> is the work of the enemy. So, uh, I don't buy uh, into I that. Could I say that the responsibility could be people who claim Christ but aren't Christians? Exactly. No, you're, you are just hitting straight at it tonight because that's to, to say, well, we can't speak on an issue that's contrary to scripture because it might cause the, the, the division is already there. Is it going to cause an, the exposing of it? Yeah. Yes, which is going to cause some, some this, misunderstanding. There's, there's gonna be it's going to cause some conflict. Uh, but we need to stop being so afraid of conflict. Yes. Conflict is not evil. Yes. Conflict is not evil. How we deal with conflict is where we can get into sin mm-hmm. or righteousness. Yeah. Jesus dealt with conflict all the time. Yeah. Read the Gospels. See how Jesus dealt with things. Um, you know, if we if we would subscribe to the thinking that all conflict is evil, then we would have to say that Jesus sinned. We would have to say that John the Baptist <laughs> should have been, I yeah. mean, my well, When John the Baptist confronted Herod yeah. in his sin, that was pretty much a direct conflict yeah it got john the baptist killed was it was it sinful no it was exactly right on yeah it exposed the wickedness of the generation i think about when jesus went to people and he said you know let me just tell you about your life mm-hmm. it is it's not good how you're living this is there's a better way that's conflict and if we're so concerned with maintaining this artificial harmony, we don't want any division. We don't want that. Then we don't want revival. We will forfeit a move of God yeah. just for complacency. I'd say woe to a generation that forfeits a move of God because they're afraid a few people are going to get mad. Yeah. Guess what? I've had some people mad at me in yeah. my life. Yeah. Move on. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there I live for the audience of one. Yes. As long as Jesus Christ is 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 approving, as long as I'm submitting to him and to my leadership, Walking to those obedience. who have authority over yes. me, I tell you what, y'all can get mad as you want. <laughs> I'm gonna be telling the truth. Yes. Sorry. Uh, with, and this is why there there are people who say, I want to move of God, I just don't know. Uh, it's, it's going to bring that dividing line between light and darkness. And followers yes. of Christ, this this is the time Man, where we need moment. to arise That's and right. we need to be fearless right. and unafraid of wading into some conflict. Because again, remember our enemy, the conflict ultimately is with the power, the principalities of this dark world. That's who we wage against. That's that who we yeah. wage war against. And so... We can't be afraid of that division that Jesus said he's come to bring. Yes. Jesus said that. Um, and so, yep. 
you know, I just, this is a big cost and not everybody's willing to pay it. No, but for, yes, yes. No, go, go, go. But for yes. those who are willing to pay it, wow, you're going to see God. Yes. <laughs> you're going to see God do incredible miracles. things. You're going to see healings, miracles. I mean, the the it, it is limitless at what God is going to do in your life. I believe there yes. are families who are watching this right now who are so hungry for a move of God, they don't care whether they're misunderstood, mislabeled. All they care is that their kids and the next generation know and him. their family yes. know him and that there is a revival in their, in their neighborhood. I really believe we're going to see neighborhood revivals, hubs of revivals and work places and it's gonna be at the center of those hubs people who could care less about how the world might mislabel them yeah i I really i want to end with this that the lord's been speaking to me a question he's been asking me you know as i've been praying for revival asking god lord come please find find me yeah Hmm. find a uh, find a open heart here find an open heart in our church you know in in this region god send revival to where we minister I, I, as i've been praying that i feel like the lord's been asking you know me are you rochelle willing to count to, hmm. to, to count the cost to pay the cost to to incur the cost of yep. revival and are you church are you yep. State of Kentucky, region of 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 the the tri-state region. Uh, are you America? Are you yep. world willing to pay the price for revival? Mm-hmm. And I, I think he's asking us that question. Yeah. And we've got to respond. My answer is yes. Yeah. I'm willing. Oh, that's me. I'm willing, but I think we've got to ask and go through the questions. And look at what's happening in our world. Our world needs nothing less. Than a revival, Genuine than a move, move of God that's going to disrupt and it's going to bring a shaking to this world. Needs nothing less than that. We don't need the normal every day. No. Go to church and go it's home. It's time for something. It's time for something new. Hey, God's doing something in your life. Go ahead and share this. Uh, rate and review on Apple Podcasts. Get this out because I believe God's doing something, and I want I want you to be a part of it. Um, and I want us all to be praying together for revival. Yes. See you next time on the Deep Breathe Podcast.